Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Cordell Riley. Hello, welcome to Training Unleashed. I am your host, Cordell Riley. My pleasure to be with you today. It's also my pleasure to welcome Paul Reale from Omni Skills to the call. Paul, how are you doing? Terrific, Cordell. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us, Paul. Thank you for joining us. And as I was looking at this and reading your bio, I'm really looking forward to talking and learning with you. I see a trainer for nearly 30 years. You started three training companies, so you certainly know this space. But, Paul, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and over and above what I've kind of mentioned there. As you've you've noted, I've been in training for just about all of my career. I had a couple of false starts early and found my way into the classroom uh, back around 1989-90 and immediately got some requests from um, from people I was working with to uh, to do some teaching, first in the software area. And so I started a software training company up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, at the time when everyone was changing over from DOS to Windows, and so we had a really good business there for a few years. From And I had uh, three locations and about 25 trainers, and it was a, a pretty good run. But the whole time that I was in the classroom there, um, I spent more time running the business, and my classroom time was really focused on um, business skills, soft skills, creativity skills. And so when I sold that company in 2005, I immediately started another called OmniSkills. And the idea was to do a larger swath of professional development training. Interestingly, though, I learned very quickly that I needed to, to be a specialist to really be um, most effective in the classroom. And the thing that had always appealed to me, the thing that I taught and enjoyed the most was creative thinking and problem solving. And so OmniSkills now, over the last uh, decade, has really focused on how do we help people at work to be um, better in their jobs when what they need is to be creative thinkers, when they need to come up with solutions that are different. So I've been able to take all my years of training and I spent a lot of time learning what works in training and what works in instructional design and taking that into uh, the creative classroom. Learner-centered classroom. What is that? What does it mean? What is that all about? Many trainers, uh, and I have trained many trainers over the year, observed many trainers, been in many classrooms. Many trainers uh, seem to think or get taught that their job is to deliver content. I think that the job of the trainer is to help the learners make meaning of the content. And the way to do that is, uh, the key word here is interaction. So a learner-centered classroom um, is going to have different forms of interaction. The, tr- the learners need to interact with, with you, the trainer. They need to interact with each other. And they need to interact with the content in a way that is meaningful to them. So all of the activities that happen in a classroom are really focused on How do we get the learners to interact? Listening is the least of all the possible ways to interact. Um, If if content really just mostly needs to be delivered, it probably needs to be delivered in a different way. The classroom is not really the best way to do that. So in my classrooms, I am constantly working on different kinds of activities, different ways for the people to engage, whether that's through... I do a lot of questioning. Uh, One of the things I like to say is I never say anything that I can get them to say through 
through questioning, through uh, uh, kind of posing problems to them, through group activities, the, the learners bring an enor- enormous amount of knowledge about their own situation. And so the best way to get them to really absorb what, what I'm teaching them is to get them a, to make that connection between what their work is, what their day-to-day is with the content that I'm bringing to them. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. So, Paul, you mentioned a couple. I heard you mention questions. What are you finding to be the most, some of the most effective ways for that interaction in the classroom? I heard questions. What are some of the other things that you see that are effective for that interaction? Well, certainly questions as, a, as when we are in, a, in the large group, questions is a particularly good way to get people uh, involved in the class. And I say with questions early and often, right? Start out immediately asking questions and getting people involved. Um, I like to do a lot of different types of small group work. Uh, pairs and trios for various kinds of things are ways of giving people so we can give people assignments and then they can work on them as groups and then report back to the larger group. I like different kinds of um, hands-on activities. So in creative problem solving, a lot of that is a cognitive process, but that cognitive process is aided by various types of manipulatives, right? So there's always... um, in my classes, a number of different activities that require some hands-on building, for example, um, or hands-on problem solving with, with, uh, with objects to be able to get the mind working in that particular way. Uh, I also really like as a, um, as an interaction tool, uh, the teach backs or present backs. And there are lots of different ways to do that. For example, to give, let's say I have an activity in which, uh, the students are using the creative process in order to develop a prototype of a, of a consumer product that doesn't exist in the world. And then in addition to creating the prototype in a very short period of time, they then have to present as a commercial what they've done and how they came up with the idea. So none of that involves me, right? Because I'm the person who facilitates and I'll give them advice and I can give them feedback, but they are the ones who are using um, interaction with each other and with the content to be able to, uh, as I said, make meaning of the content for themselves. One other thing that I really like to do is, um, because I'm, I work in creativity, the creativity informs the way I d- design my training. And so I really like fun in my classrooms. Um, I think people learn better when they're enjoying themselves. I think it's hard to be creative when you're in a bad mood. So I will add certain things like, uh, like improv. Improv activities in the classroom, starting easy and working up to a little more complex is a way for, to get people thinking in different ways, which is, um, and working with each other, which are the primary things that we're learning in creativity training. Hmm. Paul, how do, so we got, I'm thinking about our audience and you've shared a lot of things that are really, really good. And I'm enjoying this myself. And I believe uh, wholeheartedly in all the things that you're talking about. You know, so certainly our audience is getting some of it right now, but how do trainers learn these aspects that you're talking about? How do they learn to build these interactions? How do they learn where to put something at? How do they know 
the different types of interactions that can be used. Any suggestions for our audience about what they can do to better themselves around this? Uh, that's a really terrific question. There, there are in the world different kind of train the trainer classes, but I've, I've never really found one and there may be some, but I've never really found one that, that, um, that really takes the kind of approach that, that, um, that really gives people the, the, uh, all of the skills they need to be able to design and deliver, uh, training that is really highly learner based and very highly interactive in the different ways that I talked about. I think one of the best ways is to find a, um, a mentor, a, a specialist in the field, somebody who is well known for their training ability and be willing to, uh, to shadow them, to watch what they do, to become yourself um, an active learner in the process. I mean, I realized early in my career that I had some natural abilities, but all the classes didn't go as well as I'd hoped. And I, I I knew there was more that I had to learn. And so I've really spent all of my career um, just continuing to learn. And a lot of the way I do that is by finding people who are better than me and in getting their permission to, to work with them or to at least to observe them and to be a very conscious learner um, about what I can do better. And there's another thing too, which is to learn from your own work. We are often shy about asking our participants, our learners, how did we do? Because we don't want to hear the things that didn't go well. Um, but is, it is a good practice, not just at the end of the class, but at intervals within the class to say, what's working? What isn't working? What would you like to see more of? What would you see less of? And then after the workshop to, um, to keep your own notes, to do your own debrief on, um, on what went well and what could have been better. And the third way to get better is to invite a, an expert, a specialist, um, to come in and, and observe, to observe you as a trainer, and then to give you honest feedback about what works or what could be done better, different ideas for the ways to improve. So those are three specific ways that I think we can improve as trainers. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. You know, Paul, as you were talking about Omni Skills and kind of what you've been doing, and we may have been touching on some of this, but I just want to go back and get this specifically. But I've heard you use the term creator, creative thinkers, creative mm -hmm. thinkers, and saying that trainers, instructional designers need to be creative thinkers. Are you talking about that as it relates to building the interaction, building the session? What does that mean, and what specifically are people, do trainers need to be looking to do to be creative thinkers? So let's talk about creativity, uh, Cordell, for just a moment. Um, there are many people who would say, I'm not creative. And, uh, and what they often mean is that they don't create art, right? That they don't, uh, they don't paint, they don't draw, they don't make music. Creativity, in a larger sense, is really a cognitive process. And, and many of us are creative in a um, kind of in a, in a natural way. What I teach and what I try to do is creativity, cognitive creativity in a deliberate sense. The idea here is creativity is to the process that you use to come up with a solution, an answer that is both novel and useful. So 
the st- and the steps of creativity can be learned. If you're not a person who does them naturally, the steps and the tools are learnable. The idea is to be able to frame the problem and then generate ideas to solve that problem and then to kind of select and sort and choose and then improve on those ideas um, in order to come up with these new solutions. Trainers have and instructional designers have ample opportunity to be able to use that basic set of, of skills to say, all right, what am I, what is the problem I'm trying to solve here? Let's say that the problem is um, I'm working with a certain group of people who um, do not want to answer questions or they do not like, they're not, they, they will not interact with me. Um, then to pose it as a question, how to engage uh, people who are um, reluctant to answer questions out loud in the room, then to generate ideas about different ways to do that. For example, to put people into small groups, to um, let people write their questions on cards, et cetera. You can go from there. And then to be able to pick and choose from those, refine them into uh, a solution you can use and then bring that into the classroom. That basic set of clarify, ideate, and develop can be done with any problem that occurs in a classroom. We could say, what's another way that I can teach this particular concept? Or what's a way that I can simplify this concept? Or what's a way that I can get people um, out of the room to be able to do some independent learning? The the possibilities are really endless. Awesome, Paul. And thank you for that framework, too. I think, you know, certainly giving people something really tangible and a framework that they can kind of think about as they come up against their next training challenge or opportunity is a great way to think about this. Um, Paul, you shared some great things so far, and I could personally keep talking here for another 20 or 30 minutes and keep going on and on. But I want to be respectful of your time and our audience's time. You know, again, obviously, we have an audience of training professionals. I'm sure they've gotten some great nuggets from what you talked about. But if you had to leave them one big rock, if they're looking to make their training better, get it to the next level, what's the one big rock you want to leave our audience with here today? So, so let me give, so let me, so let me give, uh, boy, I'm going to have to give two because that's the way, that's the way creative thinkers are. Uh, <laughs> have at it, have at it. The, the, the first one is to remember as a primary thing that our job is not to deliver content. Our job is to help our learners to make meaning of the content the primary path of that is, is interactions in their various forms. And one way to think about interactions is to think about how the content you deliver, how the training you deliver needs to be tailored to the, to the learners. And tailoring happens at multiple levels. It happens at the corporate level, uh, at the team level, and at the room level. I have a standard two-day creative problem-solving class, off-the-shelf class that I've never delivered off the shelf, right? I've never delivered it's off the shelf form because every company I teach has their own particular needs. Every team that I work with within that company has particular needs. And then in the room on that day, um, I would, I would ask trainers to be very uh, deliberate in getting to know the people who are in the room, determining what they need and being willing to change up the content for the people who are there. I always say at the beginning, I have an agenda but it's, I reserve the right to, to change it. Um, so I call my agendas agendish because I need to make sure that the people in the room with me on that day are getting what they need. And that's really the ultimate form of how to help the users to make meaning out of, uh, out of the content that I'm presenting to them. 
Awesome. Awesome. A gin dish. I like that. A new word for us, Paul. Thank you for that. Uh, Paul, thank you again. Been a lot of uh, great uh, tips and uh, tactics that you share with our audience. I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to make sure we get Paul's contact information up on the screen. If you want to go out and read more about him and what OmniSkills does, we highly encourage you to do that. Also want to thank our audience for joining us for this episode of Training Unleashed. Please continue to check back and for the next episode uh, that we hope you would join us for. So on that note, I'm going to say goodbye and have a great day all. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.